Hello, entrepreneurs. Get ready for an amazing episode, especially for you, New Yorkers. I am excited to introduce one of the top 50 women of Long Island business and a superstar entrepreneur. I first heard of today's guest when I was visiting New York and reading through Newsday's top 50 women. I cut out the article and it made its way back down here to Tampa with me. She began her entrepreneurial journey as the co-founder of Commerce Plaza, which introduced children to the business community in order to prepare students for employment and a successful vocational future. She wasn't done there. Next, she founded Money Masters, Inc., which features Walter the Vault, an animated character who promotes financial literacy for children. And I think this is so important. Her third venture, Tenenbaum Law, which recently celebrated 25 years in business. So congrats on that. Provides legal counsel to individuals and businesses facing IRS and New York State tax problems. Karen represents taxpayers in disputes with the IRS and the New York State Department of Taxation and Finance, while also speaking on IRS and New York State tax issues for numerous professional groups on topics such as New York State residency matters, New York State collection issues, and more. Karen, let's kick off this show. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? First of all, thank you for that great introduction, and thank you for this honor and this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Um, being an entrepreneur, I think, is starting a business, perhaps having a passion, and it's not just having an idea, it's implementing it. It's bearing the risk, enjoying the rewards, and leading a team to success, and hopeful, hopefully to be profitable if it's a for-profit entity. Uh, it's having the uh, being resilient and being persistent in pursuing this, uh, this idea. We have to be persistent in entrepreneurship. I learned firsthand and we're going to take a ton of rejections, a ton of failures before you get that. Yes, practice makes perfect, though. Can't get down about those no's. It's just good momentum heading into next one. So thank you for kicking us off and welcome back to that entrepreneur show. Everyone listening on, I appreciate you tuning in for another great interview. This segment is sponsored by Bedrock Business Builders, a small business startup specialist. Start, build manage this week we're going back to new york as i mentioned where i'm from to interview a seasoned founder with three ventures she's going to share her expertise on tips for success and so much more my name is vincent a lancy and i'm excited to get started and really learn more about what went on behind the scenes of these businesses what led you into entrepreneurship at first karen so you know uh, i grew up in a family where my parents had their own business and still do to this day. And my father's uh, going to be 90 this year and he still goes to the office Monday Amazing. to Friday because he loves it. So we would sit around the dining room table on a regular basis and talk about all sorts of business ideas. So I always knew that I would be doing something in that world. And so I started, I, I'm a, a CPA and an attorney. I have my own law firm, as you mentioned, for over 25 years in Millville, Long Island, Tenenbaum Law. And uh, we help IRS, uh, people with, who have IRS and New York State tax problems. But when my daughter was young, they're now uh, approximately uh, uh, 30, in their 30s. When they were younger, um, we went into a shoe store and they had a cute little vending machine. And she said, Mom, can I have, one of the daughters said, Mom, can I have a quarter? And I gave her a real quarter. And uh, she put it in and came out with a, a plastic egg. And it was a fake quarter. And I said, oh, my God, how do you teach a five-year-old that the... Uh, she didn't have good value. She gave a real quarter. She got back a fake quarter. And so we started a Commerce Plaza, 
which is a nonprofit organization now with Yes Community Counseling Center. And uh, it's open to all school districts on Long Island. Over 70,000 children have come through it. And it opens up the world of work to uh, children. And uh, the New York Times wrote about us when we started many years ago. And it's just so exciting to watch these 11-year-old kids uh, participate in a community uh, of work. So they learn all about it. And, and then because, you, you know, I handle tax problems, I see the, hard, the financial hardships that right. people get themselves into. So it's really rewarding to be able to help them as well. Uh, we're one of the top tax law firms, according to Long Island Business News and the New York Law Journal. And, uh, you know, people can always call us if they have any tax issues. I love everything you're saying there. Not only are you helping adults, you're helping the kids firsthand. 70,000 kids. Congratulations on that. And the New York Thank Times you. right up. That's fantastic. Definitely yeah. great exposure. I'll have to connect you with my elementary school, my schools, because I think that's a great service that can really help. I'm sure now there's more classes and things in place for kids. But when I was in high school, if I didn't take that specific business class or program, we didn't learn how to write a check, how to do all of these things, bank accounts. Financial literacy is so key. And as you get older and I connect with individuals who have gone through hardships and trials and tribulations, not having literacy in finance, that's where they went wrong. So I can't wait to have everyone stick around to the end of the show to find out exactly where to find your value and say hello. I'd like to now talk more about your current business, though, your law firm. Sure. So uh, I handle IRS and New York State tax problems. So we see a lot of things happening because of COVID and uh, uh, people who kind of ignored their tax problems for the last few years. Right. So the IRS and New York State said, you know what? Uh, things were tough. Uh, why don't we file tax returns a little later? If you need a little help paying them off, we'll, we'll work out a, a deal. And now they're getting more aggressive. If you owe more than $55,000 to the IRS, they could take away your passport. Now that the world is open, and New York State, if you owe more than $10,000 or more, they could take away your driver's license. So now that the world is opening up, a lot of people are traveling. We represent a lot of families who want to do personal travel. And then we also represent business owners who want to travel. And it's very embarrassing to be able to, to have to say to your uh, customer or your, your business associate in another country, I'm sorry, I can't get on the plane. I owe money to the government and they took away my passport. We got a call wow. last week. We got a call last week from a family who they, they all had a trip planned for yesterday. And uh, they, they realized that uh, the daughter's passport was taken away and we were able to uh, step in and, and help resolve it. We also help people who um, are getting audited. A lot of people claim they live in Florida. You, live in, <laughs> you, know, you live in Florida. New York State says, wait a minute, I'm not sure that you really live in Florida. We think you still live in New York and you own New York taxes here. A lot of people get uh, have businesses in the neighborhood and they get audited for sales tax. A lot of people have not filed at all for many years. New York State has a voluntary disclosure program. Sometimes you want, you know, you hear all these ads, you want to pay less than you owe. Uh, you want an offer in compromise with the IRS or New York State, or you want to pay over time. You want an installment agreement, or you are currently not collectible because of your financial situation, or you want a penalty abatement. So we help with all of these issues. Sometimes they're taking money out of your bank account. They're taking money out of your salary. Again, they're taking away your passport or your driver's license. We step in and we come up with a resolution. A lot of great points there. A lot of value for everyone listening on. New York and Florida are definitely, as I would even say, two different countries, let alone states. Do you come across that a lot where people are pretending to live in Florida to forego the income tax? So a lot of people are moving to Florida and to Texas because they have no income tax. And we handle a lot of residency matters. 
A lot of people are working remotely. New York State has said a few things. So first of all, New York taxes you on all your income, no matter where it's derived, if you're taxed as a resident. And that's if you're domiciled here or if you're a statutory resident. So uh, everyone says, oh, six months in a day, don't worry, I'm there. That's what you hear on the golf course, but that's not the only <laughs> rule that you need to know. So if you were always in New York and now you move out, you have the burden of proof by clearing convincing evidence that you're there, that, you're dom that you've changed your domicile. The six months in a day rule is the next rule, the next hurdle. And let's go back actually to the first rule, which is it's a subjective thing. Home is where the heart is. And you have to prove it by objective things, such as your, they look at your home, they compare New York to Florida, they look at your business involvement, your items near and dear, your family connections and your time, but that's not the six months in a day rule. The six months in a day rule is uh, you're taxed as a statutory resident in New York if you have what they call a permanent place of abode and you're here more than uh, 183 days. And so there's also a rule, what happens when you're not a resident? And New York State has said during COVID, a lot of people are working remotely and nothing has changed. So if you used to work in New York and your employer is still there, but now you're sitting in your, on your couch somewhere else in another state, you're still taxed in New York. And so New York State sent out over 150,000 letters saying, we think you made a mistake. And a lot of people said, you know what? Maybe we did. And they just paid the tax. Hmm. So there are a lot of rules that people are not aware of. And there's planning that could be done going forward. Thank you for sharing all that with our audience. Again, stick around to the end of the show. We're going to find out how to get even more advice if you need it from Karen. We're now going to shift back into entrepreneurship to help you, the listeners, our aspiring entrepreneurs. What are two of the more challenging areas of being on your own? So running, running the business and, 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 and the team. So I would say that uh, any business needs to have key performance indicators. You need to look at your dashboard on a regular basis. You need to know your numbers, your money, your metrics, and make decisions based on that. Are things going right or are things going wrong? What should you be doing differently to succeed and be profitable? And to get not just the high-level revenues, but the, the net gross margin, the, great, the, net gross, uh, the net profit margin. I'm sorry, the net profit margin. Also, team, I think you can do it all. You can have it all, but you can't do it all yourself. You need the right team. And to run that firm, you, ne you need um, all the right people in all the right places, doing all the right things with all the right enthusiasm. And so there's always a transition and there's always an adjustment. And I think it's important to continually motivate the, the team, have the right team members, and, um, and ha have the right people. I mean, you got you to work with the right people. And it would be able to, you can't do it all. You have to be able to delegate to people who have the skills. So you have certain strengths. They have certain strengths. In order for everyone to be successful, you have to play to their strengths. Any tips you can give our audience? Maybe one quick tip on actually finding the right people to surround yourself with. I know it is not easy. I've had my uh, yeah. challenges with even just interns at levels. What are some things you can offer everyone listening on from your experience? So you talk about interns. I have to just say I have the most amazing interns this summer, college students who are just so smart, so technology savvy, um, they're, they're just quick. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I, I met them, I immediately hired them and they're blowing away my expectations uh, with what they're able to accomplish. And they're teaching me a lot of things. I'm learning from them, they're learning from me. And it's really wonderful, I have to say that. That's amazing. On the paid side of things, as the paid employees, as you look to bring people in when you start to grow your team, what are some areas of strengths that you look for in these people to really separate themselves? 
Yeah, I think you have to really be um, uh, an, an organized person. Uh, you have to be enthusiastic. You have to have a good work, work ethic. So if the job starts at nine o'clock, don't stroll in at five after nine. First, get your coffee and go to the to the ladies room. You know, you need to be there a little, you know, before nine and be ready to work at nine o'clock. And then at five o'clock, a lot of people I see at 10 to they're, uh, you know, putting on their makeup and, and or the, the men doing whatever, getting ready to leave. No, that's not that's not a good work ethic. The good work ethic is it's not just a nine to five job. Uh, you do what it takes to to succeed. And if you know that the if you know the mission of the company and, and you want to give the client a really good experience, you do what you have to do uh, to pursue that. And I have to say, I have an amazing team. I have a few people that have been with me. Uh, I'm in business almost 26 years. I have someone who's with me 27 years. I have someone who's with me 20 years, 10 years, nine years, 18 amazing. years on every team. I have, I have a legal team. I have an administrative team, a marketing team, and what am I missing? A financial uh, team. And I have people that have been long-term on every one of those teams, my, you know, five years, whatever. It's, it's unbelievable. But of course, then we also have people who come and go. And right. that's just the nature of life. People think that there's a better opportunity elsewhere. And mm -hmm. I find that's fine. If you have to move on, move yeah. on. Well, thank you for that incredible insight. All business owners out there, I hope that helped you a little bit. Let's now ask for a little more help from today's great guest. What's one of your greatest lessons learned in entrepreneurship? So you have to educate yourself and you have to uh, gain critical business skills. So you, I'm a CPA, I'm an attorney, but you know, you need a business class as well. You almost need an MBA. And I was lucky enough to have a few programs that I've been part of uh, that have helped me. One is the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses program. And it's still around and it's free. And I, I, I encourage every single person to look into it. In fact, we're going to be going to Washington DC in a few weeks uh, we're going to see Warren Buffett and a few other billionaires, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, and we did this a few years ago as well. My original program was in person. I know that during COVID, they did it over Zoom. And we were able to connect with people across the country and gain insight from everyone in different businesses. And what you learn is that everyone has the same challenges. It's all about you as the leader, uh, the team, yep. the money and the metrics, the sales, the marketing, the processes and procedures, et cetera. And so when you realize that we're all kindred spirits, we can help each other uh, get to the next level. And we were able to come up with a growth opportunity that really helped during COVID. Uh, when the pandemic hit, I was able to launch one of the ideas that we had been discussing for a while because of the technology and, uh, and everybody's now, you know, digitally uh, more savvy. <laughs> Love that. Thank you for sharing. One more question for you here before we head into this week's spotlight story, where this week we have a great article, 50 business tax tips, 95% of entrepreneurs miss. I couldn't think of a better person to go over that with. But before we have to ask, if you could sit down with any entrepreneur throughout history to learn from, speak with, who would you choose? Yeah, so Richard Branson from my law firm, he always talks about uh, getting the right team together. And he's a very interesting character. I saw him at one of the Goldman Sachs programs uh, talk about how he started his companies and and how he keeps growing and he's fascinating and Warren Buffett for teaching kids about money as I mentioned I'm going to be in Washington DC and I want to ask him what's the key lesson you would teach children about money isn't that wouldn't it be great to hear it from directly from him of course but where would these meetings go down if you could pick the place well I I would like it to be in person with Warren Buffett or on zoom 
or or with Richard Branson. I'll gladly do a Zoom with either of them. You want you want to arrange it? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, everybody. I was would... just on a I was just on a program last week where we saw Magic Johnson. He gave great business advice as well. He's a true. He became a true entrepreneur. I have to say. It's, it's really cool to see what athletes do after their sports are done, especially someone like him really doing everything, even owning part of the baseball team out there in L.A. So thank you for sharing all of that. Let's now jump into that article. Again, it's titled 50 Business Tax Tips 95% of Entrepreneurs Miss. I think today's guest is going to give us some great insight. I am going to share a few of these tips with you today, and then we'll go over it with our audience for most entrepreneurs, tax time is the most stressful time per year. This is mainly due to the fact that we scramble to prepare our lives at the last minute instead of working on them throughout the year. As a result, we end up missing out on deductions or even worse, get penalized. We spoke a little bit about that today. To prevent any mishaps this tax season, let's go over some of these tips. First one's going to be deduct your home and your home office and utilities. So this before is- you go... Before you go point by point and specific uh, item by specific item, let me jump in and say, I don't prepare tax returns. I would recommend that you get a great CPA. I am a CPA, okay. but I don't prepare tax returns. But I could help with all the planning and, and all the problems that arise when you do get audited. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, the residency audits, sales tax audits, keep good books and records, individual income tax audits. Don't get excessive. Yes, take certain deductions, but don't get crazy with yourself. The IRS has certain uh, ratios that they look at, and you don't want to be the red flag that pops out to say, okay, you took too much in, in the deductions. So it doesn't pay to go point by point, but I would say everyone should look at all of those and consult their accountant and do any kind of planning in advance. So if you are planning on moving to Florida, figure out how we're going to win when they, do, when they audit you because you're earning so much money. Thank you so much for sharing all that and ending the show on an amazing note and for coming on today to record with me. I look forward to sharing your story with my audience. Where can everybody find you, your law firm, all things Karen? So we're at Tenenbaum Law. We're at litaxattorney.com. You can always call us at 631-465-5000 or you can email us at taxhelpline at litaxattorney.com. Everyone, be sure to go check out all she has to offer, especially all of you on Long Island. And I am at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media. My website is vincentalancy.com. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel. We've really started to get that going. I'm at Vincent A. Lancy there at That Entrepreneur Show for the podcast show. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us one more time. Karen, would you like to stop in one more time? Yes, I want to say that everyone who wants to learn about money for children should also visit WalterTheVault.com because in addition to the Commerce Plaza, which is a nonprofit, we started a for-profit for young children and almost everything is free on the website and we have great animated videos on the YouTube channel. And so look at Walter the Vault, and it's really fun and exciting. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone, be sure to check that out. For the children in your lives, it will help them immensely. As we spoke about, this wasn't around for me as a kid, and I think we have to take advantage of it. See you next week on another episode of That Entrepreneur Show. Thanks so much.